0: Hello Fred, how are you? Welcome back to another episode of the Try and Stop Me podcast. If you're new here, my name is Colleen Blum and today's episode, I want you to think about something. Have you ever saw a commercial or something about a brand and you were like, wow, those people totally missed the mark. They either didn't do their research or who knows who was in charge of that campaign. But that is exactly what our guest today, Patiya abdur razak is going to be telling us all about what her company, the Stylista Group, is on a mission to do. They're going to be targeting influencers to make sure issues like this with brands stop happening, that they start listening to actually what real people want to be able to hit the mark the right way. Fatia is also going to take us a little bit of a journey of a career path, a little bit of background. I'm excited for you to hear all about it. She is a good friend of mine, and I am just so honored that she was on the show with us. So let's get right into it. The future starts right now. I made a reservation, but you never came, so
1: I'm checking out. The fire stole away. I know one day we'll come back around. The future is now. I do. Yes, you are I do. such an
0: interesting, phenomenal woman, and I want to let everybody know all about your background so that we could paint the picture of exactly why you're conquering the world today. Okay, so sure, absolutely.
1: Back. Yes, yes, yes. So I was born in Georgetown, Guyana in South America, and unfortunately, a lot of people um, mix up Guyana with Ghana in Africa, so I'm from Guyana in South America, and unfortunately, when many people know where Guyana is, it's for a not so great reason, and that's because that's where the whole Jim Jones fiasco happened. So, yes, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was born there, and I spent most of my life um, in Guyana. I, I migrated to the U.S. when I was 16 years old with my family, um, and you know, growing up, I lived between Guyana and Venezuela because my dad was in the foreign service. And so he traveled a lot within South America. But His longest post, I think it was over 10 years, I think it was 13 years, was in Venezuela. Mm. Um, And my little brother was actually born there. So I did a lot of going back and forth between Thailand and Venezuela. But we left South America, the continent of South America, for good. (laughs) When I was 16 years old um, and migrated to the U.S., to Queens, which is also called Little Guyana. For some yeah, reason for all Guyanese people <laughs> would come to the United States. <laughs> you know, and of course, oh yeah, right, everybody knows that. Um, and over the years we had had family who had come and set up shops. So of course you go and you stay with your family for a while and then you branch off. Um anyway, so came at 16, finished up the last um, years of high school here in the US, and then left and went to Boston attend Simmons College which is an all-girls liberal arts college in Boston um, and lived in Boston for over 10 years oh my god the, the years just keep going by so quickly it's I like, know
0: it's I can't don't let let's not bring it up
1: let's not bring it up right like everything <laughs> is like
0: we're still 20.
1: Is, <laughs> right everything 10 years plus okay and so um lived in Boston for 10 years and along the way had my first child um who is now about to be 27. She keeps saying, Mom, I'm not 27 yet. Say, I'm about to be 27. She's about to be 27 um, in two short months. And, um, you know, it's just been an incredible journey. I moved back to um, New York in 2010 after living in Boston for some while. And, Absolutely. you know, at that point in my career, I was strictly focusing on climbing the corporate. Mm-hmm. And so I, to go a little step backwards, when I went to college, I thought I was going to be a pharmacist. So wow. Really? Who knows me, doesn't know this. Come on. Now.
0: No way.
1: Yes, That's why I have to back <laughs> up because it's like, it's like interesting details here. Yeah. So when I went to Simmons, my major was chemistry pharmacy and I was going to be a pharmacist. And so Simmons had a five-year program with the Mass College of Pharmacy where you went to Simmons for four years and you went, you finished up Mass College of Pharmacy the last year and you were a pharmacist. Mm -hmm. however two years into doing chemistry pharmacy I began to hate it and I told myself you know this is going to be the rest of my life and I'm already hating it I'm like nowhere near like completing where I should be like maybe I should reevaluate um so you know my parents right and and if you know anything about immigrant parents like once you say you're going to be a doctor or a pharmacist or a nurse or a lawyer they kind of hold you to that yeah so i'm like oh my god like how am i going to tell them i don't want to do this anymore right um but luckily i had a really supportive um guidance counselor what they call them college counselors whatever you call them and um we had a really good relationship and i told her how i was feeling and she said kid that's the whole point of being here you're supposed to discover things like we make decisions about ourselves at 16 17 18 like we really are in no position to be making these decisions so if you're I feeling like you may want more. to right if you're Seriously. feeling like this is not what you may want to do big name or not just she advised me to go to summer school and just take random courses of things that i would not take because i was on this specific track um and so mm-hmm. i took like music in marketing and something happened to me on the first day of marketing class where it was just like i can't describe it like oh my god like this is what i should be doing all <laughs> right Aww. and so that's when i changed my major to marketing management my parents got over it
0: <laughs> as they normally do they normally it's do. that shell shock moment <laughs> right like what
1: do you mean you're not going to be a pharmacist <laughs> yeah. anymore right my parents got over it and here i am 20 plus years later still doing it Um, and loving it and I really think that was one of the best decisions that I made in my life just because it's been such a great journey (laughs) I'm really good at it right I mean I I probably would have been a good pharmacist too but I feel like this is more of a passion you know what I mean And so it's more fun it's more fun right (laughs) I get to work with people that was another thing like I'm such a people person you know me right yeah I was in these labs for hours on end with beakers and I was just like no, I want to talk to people. I, I could imagine you
0: in the lab, like with some music playing, dancing and knocking something over, just like <laughs> <laughs> trying End to have
1: fun. The experiment. End of the experiment. <laughs> Blowing up the labs and everything. Because I'm just... <laughs> You know, I'm trying to have a good time and everybody else is all studious with their glasses looking yeah. at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, that would have been me. That's <laughs> so
0: interesting. I can't, that's, that's incredible. And and I mean, and more power to that guidance counselor because yeah. they're there for the big bucks. They're there exactly. to, to get you in, get you out. But right. maybe they were also looking at it like, well, maybe exactly. she'll be here for a little while longer. But- <laughs> Right,
1: right, right. Which I wasn't, I, I yeah. you know, I banked it out. I had to do an extra summer school-like think to kind of like catch up but I was out of there I was ready to go. I um, love so- that you just
0: I love that you said the point though. How how do how do we come up with the decision to pick a career for the rest of our lives at the most immature age that any of us are ever at. Right. Yeah. How are you supposed to say, all right, this is the next four years of my life. Let's dump a hundred thousand dollars into this school. And then I will stay in the, on that track for the rest of my life, no matter how miserable I am. So I love that this conversation, the more and more people we talk to, everybody changes. They go to college and then they never end up in the career that they actually went to college for. It's wild. So Back on track. No, I just wanted to, to point that out. I love that you brought that out. Cause I think for the listeners listening in, if they're younger, you can make a change. It's okay to, to not yeah. always make mommy and daddy happy.
1: Exactly. You know, do what's exactly. best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I think all parents mean well. I know as a parent, I definitely can understand. Um, some of the concerns my own parents had as I was growing up because I have the same concerns for my for my own children. I mm-hmm. mean, but at the end of the day, once we become our adults, it's our lives and like we ultimately have to live all decisions that we make for ourselves. And so, you know, even though it's difficult, at some point you just gotta kind of let it go. Just trust that you've parented to the best of your ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just hope that the kid just you know makes the right decisions. And even if they make mistakes, I've made, I have made, mean, we all make mistakes. Um, I think just having good roots is what helps children to you know if they fall down to just pick themselves up and go.
0: Yeah, you gotta, yeah. you
1: have to also have to you know if the goal is not to be this perfect person, but to be able to navigate the world and yeah. all things that the world will bring to.
0: Yeah, and you I pass. think your, your parents definitely taught you that by coming here, leaving your right. country, coming right. here. I know you guys went through some challenges right. within your family as well.
1: Just passed I know, I saw it on
0: Facebook, and I was like,
1: wow. significant anniversary um, uh, around this time. Um, yes, so going back to my, my father being in the diplomatic service, in 1976, um, there was a terrorist attack that is referred to as the Cubana Air Disaster. And it, up until 9-11, it was like one of the most well-known terrorist attacks at that part of, of the things. Right. Um And my mother, my birth mother, unfortunately, um, perished um, in, in that, in that um, disaster. Mm-hmm. She was flying home to Cuba where my dad was stationed at the time. Um, and she was on a plane where there was a terrorist bomb um, placed by a rogue ex-CIA agent who was against the whole flow thing that was big back then. Um, And she lost her life. Now, interesting tidbit Uh. about that is that I was supposed to be on that plane. um, And my grandmother, who was very young, my grandmother had a feeling something was going to go wrong that day. um, And she tried to get my mom to not go on the plane. And she wouldn't listen. And so she just pleaded with her to leave me behind. And she did. So... Oh, you just you gave know. me all the clues. <laughs> I, I, I take that to mean that, you know, there's definitely a um, survived that and I'm here for a purpose. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I fulfill that purpose, but I hope that I do because at the end of the day, I really shouldn't be here speaking with you today.
0: You do. There's a reason and any any time I ever hear of stories like this. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm sorry that your mother had passed away in that tragic mm-hmm. tragic, tragic right. scenario, but right. the 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 fact that you're here just proves and your grandmother had that feeling just proves right. and you already are changing people's lives. You already are making things happen. So you are here to make this world a completely better place. I hope so, so I hope I'm doing it you are and more fun so without you it wouldn't be the same right <laughs> so back to back to then you tra- transit I know we went off a little tangent there but That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> back to the career path mm-hmm. so coming back here to New York then what happened when you got here
1: right so um I so graduating with not my chemistry degree but a marketing degree I went on to work for Boston doctor which was the Boston Globe's website. Um, They were the first ones to go online um, and started off my career right off the bat doing digital marketing, which was kind of very new and exciting back then. Um, And so I worked there for about four years and started feeling homesick. Um, And an an amazing opportunity um, was presented to me by someone who used to work at uh, Boston.com for a new... um, a new e-consultant firm that was opening here in New York City and they were looking to recruit people. And she was like, I always remember you said you wanted to go back to New York. This would be great because you get to move with a job. Like if we hire you, so they were recruiting in Boston, the head office was in Boston. She was yeah. like, so if you get hired here, when you move back, you already have a job as opposed to doing what a lot of people do, which would be move first or trying to be doing whatever. Anyway, um, so she set it up for me. I did get hired and I moved back to New York um, in 2010. And it was a great ride. It was such a fun company. It was the dot com era, so we had lots. What of What was parties. that like? It was amazing. There was lots of money. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. People, everybody in this company had a corporate American Express card, including receptionists.
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, it was a great time to be a part. <laughs> it was just insane. When I think that's of, when like, New York money, City
0: was fun, fun. Money was flowing. flowing business was and, um, booming. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it lasted until 9 11. Yeah, it's just all over. So it was short but very sweet. <laughs> yeah. but <I'm> <laughs> Probably I'm, for the best. <laughs> yeah, because when I think of some things that we would do, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that couldn't last forever. <laughs> <laughs> would not been good for any of us, right? That's like your good um, college years. <laughs> exactly. Part, right. Part, part two. two. Right. No, yeah. Like, right. Except you're a little older. Right. Um, so September 11th happened. and you We know, of course, what happened there and um, the company folded, all of us lost our jobs. Um, and, you know, I was having a really good time with everyone else finding insurance. Um, And, you know, speaking in terms of when things are not going so great being able to say all right maybe there's an opportunity here and so one of the things that you know one of the perks of, of this job that I that I had was that they were going to do um, tuition reimbursement so if you wanted to advance your career or whatever I said to myself you know what I'm not working I'm wasting time going on interviews always making it to the last round only to hear they hired somebody else yeah I did that for six months straight so frustrating I said, you know what, I'm just going to go to grad school. Like, if I'm not going to be working, <laughs> well, yeah. let me at least be doing something to advance myself because every situation is temporary. So, this you know, this is not going to last indefinitely. I need to be somehow at a different level at the other end of this. And so, that's when I made the decision. I enrolled in Case University um, to get my MBA, and I chose the part time track because. You know, I had a daughter to still <laughs> take care of, so I couldn't get, you know, it would be nice to be a full-time student, but I couldn't, you know, yeah. so I, um, I worked part-time, and I, and I went to school um, at night, and um, I studied for my MBA, and I was right. By the time I was done, it took me three years part-time. Um, things had moved on, and the job market was a little better, and I was able to find a job. And I just bring that up because, as we speak right now, we're going through similarly bad times, or maybe worse, because there's a pandemic, right? Um, and I know that a lot of people are losing jobs and feeling down about situations, but I just want to encourage people, like if you could just take a minute to think about things that you always wanted to do or things you didn't have the time to do mm-hmm. or whatever, like this could actually be an opportunity for you to explore things outside of what your norm would be quote unquote norm. Like at this point, I don't even know what a norm is, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. what, what's normal now? I mean, I don't know, right? But there's always an opportunity, no matter what you're going through, for you to do something else, or do something better and learn something new, right? Yep. Uh, and, and I remember during that time getting very depressed because, you know, it's like, I'm, de- I'm definitely a type A person and I like to plan. And so everything that I planned in terms of this move to New York City, like fell apart. <laughs> right? So I, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. you know I get mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, this is disastrous and my life is over, but it's not. you're still here mm-hmm. <laughs> And they're always there's always something else that you can do. yeah
0: if you and I think kind of like I love that you said that because I think that planning for us type A people, we like plans, we like to be busy. we like to always feel like we're doing something and getting something accomplished right. But most of the times once I'm done with that plan and it goes perfectly, I'm bored with whatever I just exactly. finished. Exactly. I like when it's like exactly. messed up and challenged and throws me. Cause by the time I end up at a different path, right. I'm like, I like this better. <laughs> I like it over here better. So right. I think exactly. right now is scary exactly. and it's sad and it's depressing and there's a lot of stuff and a lot of change, but right now, exactly what Katia said, it's the time to actually sit with yourself and maybe go back to grad school, maybe create your own company maybe start a podcast or a YouTube channel. Maybe
1: start a podcast, exactly. Yeah,
0: I mean, you you never know what you're going to be obsessed with until you start doing it, you know? Right. I never thought I'd be up till one o'clock in the morning editing a podcast and enjoying it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But we're here now. But you're
1: here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you pivoted and then went back to school.
1: Went back to school, um, finished up with that. Um, worked at Ralph Lauren as a contractor for a year and a half Mm. Um, and what they were doing was they were transitioning their off price so when you say off price in the fashion industry this is the um, past season's clothes that they will no longer sell in their stores but they then resell to places like not Macy's Macy's has current fashion TJ Maxx or Marshall's you know Mm -hmm. those brand name clothes that you buy there they're from past seasons, right? Okay. So that's called off-price um, clothing, and so they were transitioning their off-price um, clothing department from the U.S. to Singapore, um, and so they kind of needed somebody to babysit that until that actually. Came. And so it was my role, um, and it was great. I, I will always miss the sample sales. <laughs> 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 is a little off. We can't sell it. You want it, of course.
0: Like Of course. <laughs> oh, look, the tag's missing. <laughs> but,
1: like, so you know, I—I mean, my shoe game, my shoe game is bad as you know. It's it still
0: extra, bad. Come on. It was on. extra bad. Your shoe bad, game but is.
1: All, st-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Theo walks in. You're like, what? How? How can I be cool like you? Why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was extra bad then, with, with amazing sample tail shoes. Um. Yeah. So I worked there for a year, and then I mean, I knew that the position was temporary. Right. So um, oh, I was always looking. And then my, bro- my next and last corporate job was at a um, <laughs> a tech firm. They did um, voice over IP, right? <laughs> From fashion to tech. Yeah. <laughs> they did voice over IP for um, mid sized um, companies. Um, and I um, helped to manage the channel program, which is. 80% of their revenues was from channel partners, not direct sales. Mm-hmm. So my whole role was to educate the channel partners on the latest and greatest sexy things going on with the system, so that they can then convince their customers um, to buy the product. Um, and I was there for about three years. Um, and then you know it's great company again, one of the most fun places that could not last forever because anybody who knows what I'm talking about knows what I mean. Um <laughs> grew really quickly. And a lot of times when companies grow really quickly, then things start changing. So they had to start outsizing, which they did. Um, and you know, that for me was um, career-wise, I think one of my biggest blessings, being mm-hmm. let go from that job, because it was so much fun. We were having such a good time. But the day when I left there, I don't know how to explain it. Like a lot of people were like crying or whatever. But for me, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders because even though I loved it and I was comfortable there, I just knew that I should have been doing something else. You know, what I mean? doing something else. Yeah, you're so like, feeling. When I left, I was like, "All right, now I really need to sit down and figure out what the heck am I supposed to do." Yeah. And so, you know, trial and error experimentation. I started just doing like consultant gigs and you know, little projects and whatever. And then just started getting really busy. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like I'm actually, my, so you know how you set up goals for yourself? So my goal was when I can make enough money on my own that I was making at this last job, then I know that I can really do this. Yeah, Because there's yeah. nowhere else to go
0: from there but up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's <laughs> right? no more being let go from anywhere. There's no more being yeah. let go.
1: If I can make enough money to support myself, -hmm. Then why why do I need to work for anybody else ever? You know, And so it took me about I'd say eighteen months, give or take, because I was doing a lot of you know one off projects. So you worked for a little while and you stopped about whatever. But I was keeping track the whole time. And once I got there, I was like, okay, game's on. (laughs) (laughs) Now I really need to take this seriously because I'm doing this. (laughs) Yes,
0: I love that. Good for you. Right,
1: Right. So cool. And so that's that, that. was the beginning of the name of the, the stylistic group now, right? Yeah. But back then it was called Katia Bradshaw, which is my maiden name, Katia Bradshaw and Associates. So that was the birth. Because of- she
0: she literally dresses like Carrie Bradshaw in Sex in the City. I'm not even joking. When this video goes up, you the, as soon as she got on, I was like, your outfit again. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, back to the show.
1: That's <laughs> right. right, right. She lives so, by the name i know i know so mm-hmm. it was tia bradshaw and associates and um the initial offerings were very broad if you needed help with anything digital marketing i would just, <laughs> just take it on um and and you know we did very well for a while but a little, around year three or four and then i second guessed myself through year five i started feeling a little scattered you know, for a small business, it's really important. And I tell people to do this, like, don't wait four or five years to learn this lesson. Like, that. If you can miss your services from the, from the start and just say, these are the customers I want to work with. These are the services I'm going to provide. Um, it does wonders for you, not only for you as the business owner in terms of streamlining your processes, and that sort of thing, but also as being recognized as the go-to whatever provider yeah. of XYZ, right? Um, And so I, at at year five, I I said, you know what, enough of this. We'd be like doing hair. You're spreading
0: yourself too thin. (laughs) Too
1: thin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, clearly enjoying (laughs) working with a certain subgroup of clients, more than another subgroup. and what yeah. happens is like you try to do a good job for everybody, but if you're not enjoying the work, it just doesn't transfer. No,
0: when they're not like friends calling you and you're excited when the phone's ringing. When I when I say my skin's crawling when the phone rings, then I, then you know that's not it's, the type of clientele you the want. Type of,
1: exactly, exactly. And so I decided at that point to niche my services um, and only focus on lifestyle and luxury brands. Which mm. anybody that knows me is like, duh. <laughs> from the beginning hello oh, right wow. and so i did a total rebrand No mobile tier Bradshaw and associates um the company to the Stylista group and then um the verticals that we work with um all things beauty and fashion so whether it's products um, or actual re- retail stores uh, personal care items we do restaurants a lot of setup work getting them up and running boutique hotels um and any kind of like specialty product. so a great uh, account that i had about five years ago the time is going um was just publishing house out of house out of iceland that had a license with disney to create fun children's activities on whatever the latest disney movie was and back then it was frozen so it was frozen everything
0: oh yeah so they
1: had this line of fun frozen hairstyles frozen cupcakes frozen whatever and it was just like such a fun account to have <laughs> Soleil but was probably I- having
0: a blast with that
1: Soleil no, wasn't
0: born yet. No. She missed that.
1: She missed Oh, that. come on. <laughs> and stuff, though, but she like missed the whole craze.
0: <laughs> Which was- could be a good thing for you, honestly.
1: Yeah, she's been here for Frozen too, but she was so' Soleil is
0: Patia's youngest daughter and she is going to out outshine us all that's all we're she, gonna say she really is she's i have a funny the-
1: story about her, her her though that i'm telling everybody this week she was really quiet so she's doing e-learning right so she's really quiet and that usually means she's playing with her dolls and she's not paying attention so i'm like oh boy i'm about to like you know
0: <laughs> mommy out
1: catch her with the barbies again my girl had logged herself out of zoom was getting into the bed and she was like I'm over it i need a power nap jumped <gasps> into the bed put the covers over her head and she was done she was like i'm not doing this today sorry
0: i got ah, zoom my, fatigue ma
1: <laughs> need a power nap and you know what it's like i just have to laugh because i totally get it like we're all in front of zoom all day long yeah. zoom, zoom fatigue is real <laughs> and there are times when i feel exactly the same <laughs> way
0: We should take a a note out of Soleil's book. Everybody have a half hour power nap. Just let us call us all up when Soleil goes down for her nap. I'm in. And
1: she was fine. She got up afterwards and did the rest of school. And I was like, okay.
0: Kids these days are so resilient. It's like not even, we're learning from them.
1: Yeah. Of being like,
0: I'm done right now, mentally checked out and going to take a nap. Why don't we all do that? Why don't we all do that?
1: Why don't we all do that? So, you know, that was was just funny. Um, Good. So you
0: were working with Frozen. (laughs)
1: Working with frozen, and- so yeah, that's just an example of something that doesn't necessarily fit into beauty or fashion, but it's yeah. an interesting product or concept. And so we, you know, I think I just say, I would just say lifestyle brands would probably be the overarching um, description for the kind of work that we do. And in terms of services, we do email marketing campaigns. So not just your one-off newsletter, but very targeted, focused, um, mm-hmm. segmented, auto- automated nurturing campaigns, all things social media. Which, when I started doing social media, it wasn't half of what you have to do these days. So we do those strategy only for people who have small teams that just need direction, and then we do strategy through implementation, through day-to-day posting, through definitely social media ads. Which these days, if you're not doing social media ad campaigns and you really want to see that conversion, you may as well just forget about it. It's
0: just not. you should just shut your doors you should
1: just shut your doors forget it you gotta the free lunch is over it's been over right it's It's been
0: over and i think people have been trying to tell us that for a long time and now it's here it was like it was like trying to prep us and whoever's not there needs to get on now (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. And if you can't, then I don't know what you're going to do. And then um, another, the third service, the one that I really like, the kind of piggybacks off of social media is influencer collaboration.
0: Yeah, so many
1: brands that. use influencers, as you know, to build brand awareness.
0: Yep.
1: Um, as well as to introduce them to new audiences. So we t- we match brands with influencers that make sense for them. And then they do co-marketing campaigns. We help to set up the process and monitor the campaigns and make sure that influencers are delivering in terms of the brand promise and all of that. stuff. So those That's are it, the three main, yeah. the three main
0: areas where we play. Yep. Throughout the years, which one has become your favorite one? Is the influencer being I, interesting now or is it yes, difficult? It's, it's, it's,
1: it's you hit the nail on the head I'm working with a client right now and we're trying to get some influencers and many of them are being divas and I literally just had this discussion with my team member where I was saying you know these people are being so difficult like five years ago being an influencer wasn't really that much of a thing you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and now that it's actually like a respected career path like yeah. some of these people are getting a little ridiculous
0: with the ass and uh, whatever and you know it's like you have Mariah to kind of carry demands that i you keep reading on the back end you're like ah, right. <laughs> yeah you're like
1: no it's not it's never going to be that serious for you like get over yourself <laughs> right?
0: i mean some some of them really do put a lot of work in and right. they make right. money and they make their businesses on the side but the ones that you see online that are super divas that just wear clothes it's like one day you're going to get old just like me, girl. <laughs> That's
1: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, after a while, even the plastic surgery can't can't save you because you start looking a little crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: And people like us might help you out in the future. So right, right. watch where you burn. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But
0: it's probably interesting to deal with that market because it is something to learn. Obviously, it's the way that the world is going now of more of influencers like I was seeing who said it the other day I think it was Gary Vee I always refer back to him because I just see his stuff on social media all the time but Mm -hmm. he was saying like retail stores he was saying will probably come back he always comes up with random ideas but he was saying retail stores might come up with these ideas of being more interactive like they might not go away totally but they might come back and bring an influencer every single day throughout the year to just bring people into an experience. Bring their audience. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just shopping in the store just for a regular piece of clothing. Right. They're going to bring an experience to the actual store. So these influencers. I agree. They're here to stay, unfortunately. They are here to stay. But I think a lot of them can have a big impact for positive change if they're willing to be humble. Be humble, be yeah. humble,
1: yeah. Little be humble and realize
0: these companies start from somewhere and can eventually blow up to become something new if you're just willing exactly. to be a part of it. Exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah, I so
0: agree. I wanna talk all about what you, your new adventure is. Yes, yes. Mosaic
1: Mommy. Yes, Yay, from Mosaic so Mommy. exciting. So exciting. Okay, so um, last September, um, myself and Kendra, who you know, yeah. um, and another um, woman, Nicole Williams, who's, who's, who does PR, we decided, we've been talking for an idea for maybe two years prior, that we were actually going to do something about it because once you do something and you tell people that it becomes real and you have to stop talking for two years. Oh, <laughs> I
0: love that you just said that. Everybody's like, don't make moves until you have it. And it's like, no, say it because no, then I you're was, held accountable.
1: Right. I was like, yeah. we never publicly do anything about this it'll be another 20 years and we'll still be talking about it yeah um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so we did a soft launch of our new joint venture or partnership I'm a joint venture, mosaic mommies at bloomingdale's and we kind of like rallied our own <laughs> network of mommy influencers that we've all worked with over the years and we had an amazing soft launch of mm-hmm. a concept um that, like i said we've been talking about and pretty much what mosaic mommies is going to be community of multi-ethnic mom influencers. And we're going to work with established influencers as well as women who are looking to break into the influencer market. Yes. And I so it's going to be two, twofold, mm-hmm. right? So for the women who want to do this and do this the right way, there's going to be an educational aspect where they have to go through our working on courses and all of this stuff to become Mosaic's mommy certified. Mm-hmm. And then once they become certified, they then move into our community of experiences or influencers that we can trust <laughs> Yeah. that we will then package and present to large brands and say, okay, you know, this, multi, this is the first multi-ethnic pool of women or moms who are influencers who would like for you to work with, not only to promote products and services that are already in the market that you want um, people to, to to know about, but also as a test ground. So we also want these brands to use these moms as um focus group for participants mm-hmm. so for example if you're launching a new line of children's clothes and you know you want to get feedback on the line before you actually put it to market you would then come to us and say you know we need a group of diverse moms to like look at these clothes put it on their kids whatever yeah traditional focus group stuff yeah. so that before we launch we know that this product is actually going to sell. It's not going to offend anyone. How many times have we had large brands have to release statements because they released clothing or books <laughs> or products that were, you know, very- Before they asked any
0: female, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like, who's, who's running these companies? <laughs>
1: who's running these companies, you know, was there not one person you could ask if this was a good idea or not, like, yeah. you know, mm. and that's where diversity and inclusion becomes really, really important, not just to have, to say, oh, I, I have this percentage of minorities, but are they able to speak up and are their opinions actually heard and valued because, you know, based on all the, the, the mistakes that are made repeatedly, I don't, I'm not convinced that even if people have diverse opinions um, um, people working for them that these people have a say in the matter because they can't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, we
1: have a say in the matter when 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 people keep making mistakes like this. Um, and so right now, um, Kendra Nicole and I we meet twice a week, Monday and Wednesday, seven thirty to eight thirty. We're here on Zoom.
0: A.M. Can- or m. P.M. P.M. <laughs> mm, wine included. <laughs>
1: wine included a lot of times. Yeah, right. You know, girl. <laughs> 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 and we've been working really hard on the educational aspect of it. Um, you know, how we're going to actually package the, the influencers, the, the more experienced ones, and what brands, of course, we would want to work with. Because, you know, we just don't want it to be, again, being focused. Mm.
0: Lessons mm-hmm. learned
1: from our three separate businesses. Yeah. Um, and we really want to work with brands who are socially conscious. You know what I'm saying? It's like it just yeah. can't be open season for anyone.
0: No, so you want it to feel good. We
1: want it to feel good, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you know, a lot of a lot of, especially the the mommy influencers who want to get into it, this is a way for them to become financially um, secure, right? Yes. they really can. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like this this new venture is like covering a variety of bases in terms. of- It might of be they- that
0: thing that you were just talking about at the beginning of the show, talking about your grandma saved your life for a reason, because you reason. might be saving some women's lives right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, when are you guys getting started on it?
1: Um, so we're hoping that the hard launch. So we did the soft launch. Right? Yeah, we're hoping that the hard launch will be in January. Good. By then, we should be ready to just you know
0: to go. And then, do you have a targeted um type of woman, like type of people? How are you going after? Am I asking um, too many cl- questions too soon?
1: No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no okay. not at all. Because we have we have we have somebody helping us bring um bring the list. So of course, the most obvious thing is that you have to be. A mom a mom that is a, a mom that is actively or a soon-to-be mom soon to yeah be mom, right? no i'm
0: out oh out. <laughs> yeah no
1: um and right now we're looking for the ladies who are already doing this kind. um yeah. and again we're, we're looking you know white mom black mom, biracial mom asian mom right we really mm-hmm. wanted to be a very diverse school um, for now, we're looking at the women who are actively doing this work. We're looking for women who are also being niched in the work that they're doing. So there are a lot of mommy bloggers that only blog about organic products, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, yep, we want you. Or mothers who support socially conscious businesses or that sort of thing. Um, so the two criteria would be that, you know, obviously you're a mom and you already have some sort of activity in the mommy blogger space. Because really what what brands are looking for when they collaborate with influencers is the ability to reach a targeted, very targeted audience. Yep. And the ability to convert, right? So this is another thing with a lot of these influencers. Like you can have a million followers, followers, which is great, because you could have bought them all. I don't know. Yeah. But what I usually ask to see is can you prove any sort of conversion rates, mm-hmm. right? So are you, have you worked with brands that give you an affiliate link or a discount code? Or like, how are they tracking that working with you is actually a good return on their investment, Yep. right? Because a lot of these rates for influencers, and to your point, a lot of them do amazing work and it takes time and it takes effort. But if I'm going to pay you, say, (laughs) $10,000 to do a campaign, I'm just putting that figure out there. What does the brand get back in return? Mm-hmm. How long does it take for them to see dollars tracked back to this? So we all know the initial return on in investment is brand awareness, engagement, that sort of thing. But at some point in time, we need to actually be able to track dollars.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And many of them, when I start asking those questions, they ghost me. <laughs> and I hope, And I hope it's also an education. And I hope that it gets them thinking that, wait a minute, how do I answer this question? right? Because Mm -hmm. this is where all this is headed. I feel as brands begin to realize the value of influencers, they're going to keep getting more work, but sooner or later you need that 360 degree review. So it's like paying you, whatever, what are we really getting? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where's that email list? How do you convert them? How do you convert
1: them? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I so think that's, that's a super important
0: edu- point that you just that's made
1: That's part of the education component of what we are building for the aspiring mommy bloggers it's like look you never want somebody to ask you for these figures and you can't prove
0: <laughs> you're that's where you are coming up with the training is what yeah. everybody's doing wrong right now really
1: exactly of exactly.
0: what they're why they're falling off I love this this is incredible yeah. right. such a great movement and such a great needed industry that's really yes. not there is it there right now
1: no, it's there in little pockets. It's there in yeah, probably pockets, like the fitness reality. world, or exactly, yeah. exactly. But not yeah. not what we're envisioning. Not what we're envisioning. no, not no yet. because so that's why we have to get to work and get out there before somebody else. Right? Don't you hate that? Like, there's so many things that people are always like, I thought
0: about that 10 years ago. Why didn't I do it? Like, I don't want that to be us. A- no, I, that stuff will give you anxiety for the rest of your life and just life. eat you, eat you right. at night when you're sleeping. Right. Yeah, right. good. Well, right. I'm excited for you guys. I think it's going to be incredible and I can't wait to hear more about it. And when you guys have more, when you're ready to go, right. send me all the information and we will I bless will. it all over the place. Thank you. But so I know you have a very busy day today. Um, where could everybody find you? All right, so
1: the website, which is about to be squashed in two weeks, so it may look different. <laughs> is, <laughs> Andrew, process, right? I may be in the process of doing it over. It's the thestylistagroup.com. Mm-hmm. On all social media, just at at group and of course on LinkedIn, you could just look me up. Tia Razak. I think I'm the only one
0: as of yeah, right now. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave all of your details in the bottom of the show notes, but thank you for Perfect. taking the time with chatting you with us today. You are
1: very welcome. This it was fun. so
0: valuable. Thank you for opening up. And I'm excited because you are definitely going to change these people.
1: people yes. yes. Women's lives. So. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping There's so. A reason. Well, great. You know, I'm yes, so happy that so we could do this. Fun
0: friend i hope you loved that episode i have such a uh, i have love for patia she's just an incredible woman she's funny she's beautiful her style not even kidding if you haven't seen this on youtube check it out she is just seriously the carrie bradshaw of new york city for sure you check out the stylista group follow them on all social media check out their website next week as usual will just be another solo episode with you and i and i can't wait to see you there the future is now